Fake Show podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Craft House Brewery in Henderson, Mr. Antenna, and by Banger Brewing in downtown Las Vegas. It's The Fake Show with Jim Tofty. Actor, singer, former mob messenger Gianni Russo may be best known for his role of Carlo, husband of Connie Corleone in The Godfather. But his real life reads like a Hollywood story. On the 50th anniversary of Mario Puzo's classic novel, Gianni has just released a new memoir called Hollywood Godfather, My Life in Movies and the Mob. Please welcome former Las Vegas resident Gianni Russo to the show. Good morning, Jim. How's Vegas today? Fantastic. How are you? And we're looking forward to having you come back here. Yeah, I miss it. Yeah, I was there 30 years. you believe that? I got there in 59 and left in 89, man. I didn't move here till 1990, and so I was not aware of the fact that you had that club on, what was it, State Street? Yeah, Yeah, that was a great club, man. Well, prior to that, Tiffany's at the Tropicana Hotel. How did you get to Vegas? Were you a singer? How did that come about? No, I was... I was a messenger for Frank Costello, who had uh, interest in the Sands Hotel and the Tropicana. And then when they opened Caesars, that was another haunt of mine. And uh, basically, that's all I was doing, was running messages back and forth to Chicago and uh, New York. I became a singer in my own club, which is interesting. Sinatra was my singing teacher. I heard about that, that you had gotten a singing lesson from Sinatra that was pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I went through it. He said, anytime you want to get a single lesson, you're in Palm Springs, come over. So I called and made an appointment. And when I arrived, he tells me, uh, did you bring a bathing suit? I said, I didn't come here to swim. I came here to sing. Yeah. He said, go in the cabana and get a bathing suit. So I put a bathing suit on. And we go out to the pool. And he said, submerge your, hold your breath as long as you can and submerge yourself in the pool. I said, what's this about? He said, just do what I'm telling you. And I did it. And only to prove to him that what he was saying to me, what Tommy Dorsey told him, you need to build your lungs up for your breathing to sustain notes. So the whole thing was to get my diaphragm expand, expanded before I could, he'd give me a lesson. And that's inc- worked. <laughs> that's incredible. What, what year do you think that was? Oh, my God. That was, I'll tell you exactly when it was. That was in 1969. Wow. So he was still in fine voice and, and uh, oh my probably, God, yeah. probably the best voice of all time. Tonight. Right. Well, by the way, congratulations on your memoir, Hollywood Godfather. To me, the book seems almost too incredible to believe. Has Have people said that to you, that it's just an amazing compilation of stories? Well, I mean, yeah, but you know, when you start to think about it, it's a, it's a 75-year compilation, and I've never stopped. Right. I work every day. So with, with that, I mean, it is it's an unheard of. You know, I got to know six presidents, three popes, tra- you know, travel the world had confrontations with uh, Pablo Escobar, Saddam Hussein. It's it's crazy my life. Thank God. I mean, here. And now I'm gracious enough to be invited by the Mob Museum. I love it. I'll be there April 16th. Have you been to the Mob Museum? No, and I knew when Oscar Gooden was trying to do it in a different location years ago, and thank God that he, he spearheaded that and kept... I mean, I hear so many great things about it. I can't wait to see it. 
Yeah, it's a beautiful building, you know, the former city hall. It's it's just gorgeous in there, and they did such a great job with it. So people probably might know you best as Carlo from The Godfather. How did that role come to you? How did you hear about the auditions for this? Well, I heard about the auditions long before I got involved with it, but my ego, which I still have a tremendous ego, I always wanted to be an actor. <laughs> yeah. And this was a great opportunity for me because I had someone read me the book, and I knew I could play Carlo Michael or Sonny because I've been around the mob all my life. I was born on Mulberry Street and knew Carlo Gambino personally. And I've seen this kind of living. And that's the era they were in. You know, it was late 50s and 60s and, and the 40s, which I was born in 43. So with all that said, I knew I could do this part. And they had a problem with the Colombo family in getting the locations in New York and the unions. So I approached both parties, Paramount and Joe Colombo, and made the deal. And my reward was either play Michael, Sonny, or Carlo. And obviously I played Carlo. So <laughs> everybody was happy. <laughs> did you also audition for the part of Michael? I, 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 well, it's so interesting. I did, I did a test at Channel 5 on Boulder Highway. I played Michael, Sonny, and Carlo. While I was in Vegas, I owned jewelry stores. <laughs> I was doing my own commercials. So I used that camera crew, and that camera crew changed my life. Here I am 50 years later talking about a movie that became a classic. You mentioned it. You said not everyone was happy about it. I know that Marlon Brando was not so impressed with you initially, right? Oh, yeah, that happened at the rehearsal. Because even on the, they said, do not approach Marlon Brando, do not have eye contact with him. So we had our first break, and he comes to me. So I figured, I'm not doing anything wrong. And he said to me, you're a, you're a, a big TV actor. I said, no. He said, you got a big movie coming out. I said, no. Said, well, you're not on Broadway. I know everybody on Broadway. I said, you're right. He said, who'd you study with? I said, study what? And that's when he called Coppola over. And he said, this guy's got to be a great actor. You know, he, he undermines my family. He broke down the whole script in front of me. Then I realized how important my role was. And I'm saying to myself, this guy's trying to get, get rid of me. And I just had a big party, and nobody could believe I was going to the movie anyway. And I'm saying, if this guy gets me fired, I'll never be able to go back to the neighborhood. Nobody will trust me. <laughs> and so I called, I got, I told, I didn't know protocol on the set. So I dismissed the director. You can't do that. So I dismissed the director, and I put my arm around Brando. And I walked him at an earshot of everybody else. I don't want to embarrass the guy. And I got nose to nose with him. I said, let me just tell you something, Mr. Brando. You screwed us up for me. You hear what I'm telling you? I will suck on your heart. I will hear you here right now. And he looked at me, and he stepped back. He said, that was brilliant. He thought I was acting. <laughs> and and then he was my friend till the rest of his life. I was his friend till he died. And I'm hearing about the, the, you know, one of the most famous scenes in the movie, the wedding scene. He actually did this mooning thing as a prank. Yeah, they, they, they started this, you know, uh, Robert Duvall and Jimmy Carm. They had this thing where they're mooning, and who could moon the most people at one time? <laughs> so he won, obviously. We had 700 people there, and he dropped his pants at the wedding scene. I, I mean, I felt bad for all the little kids that were up in front to see this old man's ass, but I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. And probably a few other things, right? Yeah, hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, the most famous scene that you were in in the film is where you're taking that beating from James Kant's character, Sonny. It looked real. How real was it? 
Well, it got really real, and uh, Jimmy, with the garbage pail covers, chipped my elbow. And then when he got out of the car, he threw that bat at me, hit me in the head, so I had a lump on my head. But the last part of that scene, when I had to crawl out from underneath the, where the garbage pails were, and he drop kicks me, and we choreographed it, and I never got hurt through the whole rehearsal, the whole, whole day. And then Jimmy got out of order, and he lifted me up when he drop kicked me and broke two ribs. And I said to myself, wow, this business is tough. I'm not doing fight scenes anymore. <laughs> and how did he feel about that after he actually did kind of nick you up a oh, little bit? Oh, he didn't care. He, 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 yeah. Jimmy Conn's a strange guy, man. Yeah. He, he, think, he really thinks he's Sonny Cordelero. That's what's so funny. I know that there's a connection between you and John Gotti and Pablo Escobar. Can you tell me about that? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I had a problem in my club in Vegas where I, I, I killed one of Pablo's guys in self-defense. He already stabbed one of my customers, a woman, and then he stabbed me, and I, I shot him. And, you know, because fortunately Ralph Lamb gave me my gun permit many years before that. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so with that said, I had to go see John, and John didn't like me to begin with, because if it ain't about John, it's not about anybody. But he arranged me for me to go see Pablo, and... Uh, thinking I'd never come back, and obviously I'm here, so I did come back, and um, straightened it out, because they were going to kill all my family first. They were Marielitos. That's what they do. It's amazing to me, too, because if memory serves, did you not go on Victoria Gotti's reality show? That was my record company. My record was just coming out, and they said, let's do her show, and they're going to play the thing. I said, I don't want to do that show, and I don't want anybody to think I was after Victoria Gotti and forget yeah. about it. So it was a record promotion, which I'm sorry I did, but uh, I did it. And we sold a lot of records, so that's the good part of it. <laughs> Gianni, I wish we had more time. I know that you're doing the book signing here in Vegas at the Mob Museum on the 16th. Hollywood Godfather also available, Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. It's always great to talk to you, buddy. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Can't wait to come to Vegas. See you soon. Please. I think you can understand what I was saying about did those things really happen? But I know I can't wait to read his book. I think his life actually should be up there on the big screen, don't you? Well, that is the end of this edition of The Fake Show. Check out our Fake Show Facebook and Twitter pages for the latest updates, and I'll see you next time. Take The Fake Show on the road by listening on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. When you dance down the street with a...